This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Eventide Investments. They believe that investing is more than just returns. It's an opportunity to partner with companies that align with your values and are making a positive difference in the world. Learn more at eventideinvestments.com. Psalm 9419 is a great source of peace in troubled times. It reads, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. I am Rob West. Whenever you face uncertainties, financial or otherwise, God's Word is filled with reminders that He's always with you. A great way to overcome your fears is to count your blessings. We'll do that today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Okay, so if your 401k is looking more like a 201k, you're not alone. Or maybe you just pulled away from the gas pump after spending a pretty penny filling your tank. Or you recently gasped at the total in the grocery store checkout line. Stocks fall and inflation happens. So in times like these, it's good to stop a moment and focus on finding some peace in the middle of all of the uncertainty. When financial circumstances are knocking you down, what you need is something to hang on to, something that's permanent, reliable, and true. The best place to start is always God's Word. In James 1.17, we read, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Understanding this truth can help us navigate the stormy times. Let's unpack it, and that starts with understanding that God is the source of every blessing, and He's given you many. You have the ability to openly worship and follow God. Our religious freedom in America is a rarity, not just in the world, but in all of history. It's a blessing we take for granted because we've always had it in our lives, but we should include it in our prayers of praise and thank God for it. Your freedom also extends to many areas of your life. You can choose where you live and how you earn a living. You can vote for who represents you in local, state, and national elections. In many parts of the world, those blessings are unheard of. You have family and friends to share your joy and hardships with, shelter, transportation, food on the table, and clothes to wear. When was the last time you thanked God for those things? Every true blessing flows from Him, even your health, and every breath you take is a blessing from God. Here's another blessing you might take for granted. While almost everything in the world is subject to change— God is not. He's fully worthy of your trust. You can count on Him whenever the world lets you down. Economic forecasts, your bank account, and even your emotions can change like shifting shadows. But God isn't like that. He is good all the time. His character is fixed. In Christ, we see God's love for us in action. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you can face every day with peace and confidence in God's unchanging love, provision, and peace. Hebrews 13 confirms the character of God in verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
The scripture I read earlier from James 1.17 follows with a description of all the trials we might face as we run the race of life. Whether you're just starting out or finishing the race, you can trust God's goodness now and in the future. Your circumstances don't change God's character. So if the current economic climate scares you, try thinking about it with an eternal perspective. All the financial resources are God's anyway. He owns everything, including you, and he remains in control. Not a single atom in the universe moves without his command. So God has his part and you have yours. You do your best with what you have, preparing the best you can and trust the Lord to handle the rest. Even when you feel powerless to change your circumstances, rest assured that God provides his Holy Spirit to protect and support you each day as you walk with Christ. Whenever you feel yourself wavering, when fear begins to take hold in your thoughts, remember Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You may not know what lies ahead, but God certainly does, and he doesn't want you to waste time worrying about it. Instead, he wants you to always look to him for your provision. How do you know that? Well, Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12 reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Well, I hope that's given you some comfort in these uncertain times. Much more to come just around the corner. Stay with us. At Faith and Finance, we're on a mission to educate, equip, and connect you and many others with the powerful financial answers found in God's Word. We're working to meet people right where they are through national radio programs, our app, website, and other resources. If you've benefited from this program, would you consider becoming a monthly Faith and Finance patron? Check out all of the benefits of a Faith and Finance patron's membership at faithfi.com and click Give on the homepage. We are grateful for support from Sound Mind Investing in the Faith and Finance program. For more than 30 years, they've been helping Christians reach their financial goals with step-by-step guidance for investors at every stage, from those just getting started to those getting ready for retirement. Through scriptural principles and practical suggestions, SMI offers financial wisdom for living well. More information, including the short video webinar on profit and peace of mind, no matter what's happening in the market, is available at soundmindinvesting.org. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host. All right, let's take your calls and questions. The number to call is 800-525-7000. We've got some lines open today, perhaps one for your question, that thing that's been rolling around in your mind related to your finances that you'd like to talk through and perhaps make some decisions so you can move forward. The number again, 800-525-7000. Let's head to Waco, Texas. Hey, Jeff, thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I had a question about uh, possibly refinancing my home. I have about eighty thousand in in a couple of uh, like ten percent interest loans in debt, and I owe seventy eight on my seventy eight thousand on my home. <clears throat> so I got some pretty good equity in it. It's worth about two to two fifty somewhere in that range. And uh, didn't know if that was a good idea right now or just keep paying. Yeah, tell me about the roughly eighty thousand you have in debt. What type of debt is that? 
Uh, just personal debt. I had, um, my wife was in, in school and, um, so we just kind of lived off of credit cards for a little while and then rolled that in, <clears throat> into that. Okay. And so it's all still on credit cards? Uh, no, no, it's in, uh, like, uh, SoFi alone, like, okay. like that, but it's just a 10, 10% instead of 20, 25% credit cards. Yeah, is any of it left on credit cards? Have you have you rolled it all into personal loans? No, it's all, it's all rolled over. There's no no credit card right now. Okay, and tell me about kind of where you're at with your spending plan right now. Are you balancing your budget, and do you have a surplus left? Are you continuing to accrue debt? Where are you at there? Right, right now, I'm I'm able to save eight hundred around eight hundred a month if I uh, if I'm careful. Okay. All right. So have you added any credit card debt in a while? Uh, no. Okay, good. Uh, you know, I think, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I think the key here is uh, I don't love the idea of you refinancing your house for several reasons. Uh, before I explain those, though, what is your current interest rate on your mortgage? It, it is at um, 6.5 right now. The new rate would be 6. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have a good bit of equity, and I realize you don't have one of these low interest rates more interest rate mortgages that a lot of folks have at three or less. Uh, however, uh, you know you would be taking unsecured debt. This person alone is unsecured, therefore no collateral, and you'd be securing it to your house. So if the unexpected were to come down the road, uh, you would you know have to uh, you would potentially put your house in jeopardy. That's number one. Number two is although we're getting the interest rate down from ten to six, uh, we're probably stringing out the repayment period because I suspect you'd go with a new thirty-year mortgage, even if you went with fifteen. You and we're still putting, uh, restarting that mortgage and perhaps taking this personal loan and stringing it out uh, a bit longer. And so, and then the third reason is you're going to have an expense there in terms of the, the mortgage itself. So, you know, uh, you're probably going to spend 5% on that refinance. So let's say you go to a, you know, a new $160,000 loan. Uh, we're talking about potentially five to $8,000 in closing costs. So I, I think from my standpoint, I'd rather you leave that mortgage where it is, not incur the cost of refinancing, not string anything out any longer. And let's just really dial in to trying to limit your lifestyle as best as you can, get on a spending plan, you know, use the envelope system, whatever you have to do uh, to really uh, free up as much margin on a monthly basis as you can so you can just attack that personal loan right where it is, not taking out any new debt, but making sure you try to get as much toward principal reduction as possible each month. Uh, so that would be, you know, my best advice. I don't like you putting it on the house for those reasons. Does that make sense, though? Uh, yes, it does. It's kind of scary because going from owing seventy thousand to one hundred and sixty thousand, you know, that you don't want to. I, I don't want to do that either. Really, I just yeah, wanted to make yeah. sure it made sense. But I mean, the loans. Oh, I do have two loans. One's thirty, and one's forty thousand. So they're okay. they're both at ten percent interest. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, I realize that's high. I mean, it's not as high as it would be if it was on variable interest credit card, uh, you know, debt, which is now averaging 20% plus, uh, but it's still high. So that gives you some incentive to make the hard uh, decisions to keep lifestyle spending in check. So you've got that margin to reduce that debt over time. Stay after it. You'll get there. I know it's not going to be easy, but uh, I'm confident you can do it. Thanks for calling, Jeff. All the best to you, my friend. 800-525-7000. We have two lines open. Uh, give us a call if you have a question today to Miami, Florida. Hey, Joyce, thanks for calling. I know we didn't get you on the air yesterday, so glad we got you back on the line. How can I help? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I wanted to get your advice. Like, if I have a credit card that family member use, and should I trans? I got something in the mail, eighteen months, no interest. Is that a good thing to do, or what other advice can you give me into that? Yeah, tell me about what's going on here with the family member. So this is a, a joint account, or it's in your name and you have an authorized user? I have an authorized user. It's, it's, it's my name, and she's the authorized user. Okay. And is she? what was the arrangement for this? Was this done to boost her credit, or did you actually intend for her to be able to use this and charge things? No, not the charging. She just needed some emergency funds. But now she's just charging and charging and charging. Um, and um, yeah. I, I just want to make some decisions. Not right yeah. now. So I was wondering if that was good to transfer it over to that yeah. that's offering the 18, 18 months and yeah. try to have a little talk with them and see if we could get it down. Yeah. You know, I, I would I would close this account, uh, Joyce, and I'd move it into a credit counseling program to try to get it paid off as quick as you can. Here's the reality. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear about co-signing. It says don't do it. And the reason is we see that bear out in just what you're describing. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission kind of reinforces this idea that we see in God's Word uh, when we hear that between 40 and 50 percent of the time when you co-sign for another person, Person, you will end up having to step in and take care of the debt unless you want to trash your credit. And that's what's going on here. You've, in your good heart, tried to be of help to her to give her something to fall back on. And it sounds like, I don't want to overstate this, but just from hearing you describe it, it sounds like she's taken advantage of the situation. She's charging it. It doesn't sound like she's paying it back on a timely basis, perhaps because she was using it to spend money that she doesn't have, and therefore she doesn't have the ability to pay pay it down. The challenge is you're enabling her to live beyond her means despite your best interests, which is not going to help her solve, you know, her financial habits and practices moving forward. She needs to be able to live within her means. Now, maybe she needs some assistance along the way. And if the Lord has given you the ability to help, I'd rather you provide her a gift rather than giving her a credit card to continue to spend beyond what God has provided. So what I would do, Joyce, is sit down with her and say, listen, and I did this to try to help. Obviously, it's gotten to a situation where I now have $7,000 in credit card debt. I don't have the ability to continue to fund this. And so I'm going to have to close the account. And then what I would do at this point is move it to uh, 
a credit counseling program, I'd contact our friends at Christian Credit Counselors. You'll find them on the web, Joyce, at christiancreditcounselors.org. What they're going to do is close the card and get the interest rate down, but it's a permanent reduction. The problem with that 0% is not only are you going to have to pay a 2% fee up front to move it, but it's temporary. And then you're going to get into the balance transfer game. I'd rather you get a permanent reduction and have one level monthly payment to get this paid off once and for all. But you're going to have to have a tough love conversation with your sister about the fact that you're closing the account. And then perhaps in the future, if you want to help and you're able, do it through giving instead of a credit card co-signed. ChristianCreditCounselors.org is the website. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, you can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. More than 50,000 people receive our free weekly wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free faith and finance account. Just visit faithbuy.com and click sign up. We are grateful for support from One Ascent Investments on the MoneyWise program. They manage a comprehensive suite of value-based investment strategies designed to help Christian investors live aligned with what they value most. One Ascent believes that if your values inspire the way you live, they should also inspire the way you invest. This can be a unique form of worship. More information is available at investments.oneascent.com. That web address is investments.oneascent.com. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. Are you a part of the FaithFi community? Have you benefited from this program and you've been on our website? Maybe you use the FaithFi app. Well, we'd invite you to be a supporter of the ministry. We only do what we do because of your generous support. And you can give to support our work at our brand new website, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Just click the give button. Let's head back to the phones to Alabama. We go, hey, Steve, thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So my wife, my wife and I are um, trying to figure out how best to invest our emergency fund. Uh, okay. We've got we've got about four hundred thousand dollars that are that's sitting in a bank savings account. It's in a brick and mortar bank, uh, so virtually um, losing everything to inflation and. Uh, sure. We've been trying hard to figure out how to how to better invest this money, and wondering uh, we listen to your show and have have come to uh, appreciate your advice, and was wondering what you might think. Well, thank you, uh, Steve. And let me just ask first. I mean, the obvious question is that sounds like a lot of money in your emergency fund. So, uh, why is why do you have so much there in liquid savings, and also kind of how does this fit into the rest of your liquid assets? Well, uh, so this is probably all that we have that's, that's liquid. We don't have a mortgage. We, we, uh, we still have uh, two uh, kids that are in college. Uh, and so we've, over the years, just kept sort of sticking it back, thinking, well, you know, we might need that. And, um, and so we have a fully funded retirement account. Uh, you know, we, we've looked at, at bond funds. We've looked at money market accounts. We've, 
we've got money in I bonds. It's not part of what what I'm describing for you here, and so we we just we just uh, are I think crippled by uh, by choices and can't seem to figure out what the right thing is to do. And by doing yeah. so, we just keep we know we keep losing to inflation. Yeah, very good. Well, um, you know, I mean, the first thing you could do just while you're making this decision would be to move it into a couple of FDIC insured online savings accounts. So as long as you don't put any more than 250000 per institution with a similar title. So if it was jointly titled between you and your wife, you'd need to use two banks, uh, you know, at Marcus or Ally Bank or Capital 1360, you could get about 3.3% right now. Again, FDIC insured, fully liquid and available. Uh, you want, you could bump that up by doing a CD ladder and, you know, you could get up four and a half percent plus and, you know, even staying less than 18 months, maybe you do a year, 18 months and two years. And then, you know, after a year, every six months, you've got a third of it coming due. Obviously, you're going to want to keep a portion of it liquid because this is your emergency savings. So by definition, you need to be able to get to it. Um, I think beyond that, we could look at hiring an investment advisor who could deploy a portfolio that's as conservative as you want. Build a portfolio that has the potential to do a little better over time, um, but and offset inflation, which you've mentioned, but keep you on the you know still on the relatively conservative end of the risk spectrum. Uh, so any of that would be in play. I think at the very least, let's try to take advantage of these higher interest rates, which that's all relative, right? Because inflation is you know a good bit higher than that. But even at three point three percent, at least you're earning something. I mean, on four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, you know, you, you'd be looking at 13000 a year that you could bring in at a minimum without taking any risk and still having it fully liquid. And then I think you move on from there. I think the other opportunity here, Steve, and, you know, you all may be doing a whole bunch of giving, so I'm not saying you're not doing enough. This is between you and the Lord. But I think you all are ripe to have that conversation between yourselves and maybe with a certified kingdom advisor if you want some, a third party uh, to answer the question, how much is enough? Because God's blessed you with a lot. You said your retirement account is fully funded. Your mortgage is paid off. Your kids are going to be out of college here soon. So if you think of your four areas of, you know, your spending, you've got the lifestyle. You probably cap that. You're probably not looking to increase that dramatically. You've got the, so you got live and then let's skip give for a second. Then you've got, oh, well, you don't really owe anybody anything. And that's a good thing. Uh, and then you've got grow. And if you say I'm fully funded on retirement and I've got an extra 400,000 in my emergency savings, I don't really need to save anymore. So now all these three buckets go away. And really the only one left is the give bucket. And perhaps leaning into that to saying, how can we really explore our passions and see how those align with where God is at work? And what could it look like to be really strategic in our giving for a portion of this, maybe using a donor advised fund or other tools? So I don't want to miss that piece of it as well. But coming full circle to uh, the investment side of the equation, which of those opportunities that I laid out sound like they best fit with what you and your wife would be comfortable with? Well, we've been looking hard at at the um, at at putting in some sort of a uh, the a money market account or or something like that. So I think your your thoughts about the CD ladder um, uh, is I think also plays a role. And so I, I think we'll probably divide it up into at least three portions and and follow the advice in that direction.
And of yeah, course, I think money markets things. are back in play now too, uh, Steve. So you, you could look at that. I mean, a lot of these brokerage firms have some very attractive money markets, you know, government money markets and, and other money markets uh, that are very stable. I mean, I can only think of one case where they kind of, so to speak, broke the buck. That's what it means when it falls below a dollar. But as long as you stay with the most reputable and largest financial institutions, money market for a portfolio of this size could be a very effective strategy as well. And so I might look at a Fidelity or Schwab, um, you know, one of those and see about opening a brokerage account. But you don't have to use stocks and bonds. You could stay, you know, just in the money market. So I think between the CDs, the savings and the money markets, um, you know, you could develop a pretty good strategy that throws off a good bit of income, allows you to feel better that, you know, you're not losing purchasing power at quite the clip you were, uh, you know, now and, you know, still have all of your options open and sleep well at night knowing that you're not going to wake up and open a statement and see your portfolio down uh, significantly. So hopefully that helps you, Steve. Uh, appreciate you calling and listening. Thanks for your kind remarks about the program and all the best to you and uh, your wife. We appreciate it. Well, that's all our time for today. But before we go, I want to say thanks for spending time with us today. Thanks for your calls. Thank you for listening. And thanks for being a faithful supporter of this ministry. You know, beyond the broadcast, we have an entire team of contributors and web designers and media producers working each day to produce tools and content to help you become a better biblical money manager. And none of that work would be possible without your financial support. We offer a lot of it for free, and that's only because of the generous gifts from listeners like you. If you're not yet one of our financial partners but would like to be, would you visit our new website, faithfi.com? That's faithfi.com. Then click the Give button to sign up, and we'd certainly be grateful. In the meantime, please set a reminder on your phone and make plans to join us again next time. I'll be here, and I hope you will be too, for the next edition of Faith and Finance. We'll see you. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 